Welcome to Love in the Time of Corona, a podcast that explores love, dating, and staying sane during a pandemic. I'm Alexa. And I'm Devin. And welcome to this beautiful car crash. Hi, Devin. Hello, Alexa. How are you? Doing well. Excited for this week's episode. I am also excited for this week's episode. I ended up lying, I guess, at the end of our last episode when we said we would have an interview this week, but then we jointly decided that instead we would like to recall a moment when we had lives. Back in the old world, when we went out and did things. (laughs) Ye old world, the life before the dark ages. I I, I just want to say that, um, you know, Devin has been doing all the heavy lifting on this podcast and I finally remembered to <laughs> to log into our Instagram so I could start helping them really just like trash. And I don't know if I told you, but we have at least two catfish profiles trying to follow us. Incredible. And I, and I'm really into it. I don't know if I want to get catfish. I mean, I don't want to get catfished, but I'm kind of thinking about maybe we should have our podcast Instagram get catfished. I think it would be a lot of fun to get catfished, especially if we know we're getting catfished. So there isn't any like identity theft or credit card fraud involved. (laughs) Exactly. That would be. And I'm looking at our 33 followers. Thank you to everyone who's following us. Um, I really appreciate it. It's I mean, I think it's our friends and two catfish, two catfishers. I can't find her, though. I'm trying to find her profile. It was really outrageous. And that you sent me a um, picture of it. and Oh, I did. I quite enjoyed that. Oh. Hey, my tiger. Are you sad without a lady? Take a hot lady for hot games. Here you can meet a girl from your city. Um, <laughs> and her name is Rani. Rani. R-A-N-E-E. Incredible. Um, hey, my tiger. I'm going to start all my conversations like that. I think that whenever you end up going on your next date, that you need to open that way. And oh yeah, whenever I actually make an online dating profile, I will exclusively start my conversations with, hey, my tiger. Hey, my tiger. Hey. Hey. Oh, my God. Really the only thing to say in this situation. But I like the idea of getting catfish. Maybe we should message our spam followers and see what they have yeah, to say i might do it you should ask them I'm... for dating advice <gasps> that's so smart did you go to a small liberal arts college by any chance damn what fucking straight i did <laughs> what an idea <laughs> and you had some uh exciting instagram news as well from our boyfriend of the cuomo brothers i did so i was sitting there on sunday just minding my own business working on some unrelated content and then i got this update from instagram as they send their push notifications and it was since you follow governor andrew m cuomo you might like christopher c cuomo because we are just accepting the fact that we are a very cuomo heavy pod and instagram knows it i actually I was the one who did, once I logged in to our Instagram, (laughs) following Andrew Cuomo was the first thing I did. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny where I I knew you had logged in because I got this rash of so-and-so has accepted your follow request. And then I got on and the the home stream was much more filled. Yeah, I unfollowed. Everyone followed us and you never followed them back. So I followed back all of our followers you're welcome everyone you have a new follower i actually cleansed my instagram i don't want to see my high school enemies if you're listening i don't want to see your stuff like i don't care um to see randos from high school unless they have really funny instagrams then i'll keep them but yeah um my instagram is pretty much just like my friends um dogs the cast of queer eye now the Cola brothers like <clears throat> oh no point all right well i Instagram. suppose it's time for our our nipple update it's time for the nipple update you know 
I'm assuming now that you're done with teaching, you've seen another week's worth of cartoon nipples. I have seen another week's worth of cartoon nipples. I'm on season two of Avatar now. And it's I'm, an Avatar update, everyone. It's yeah, it's an Avatar update. update. We're going to keep calling it the nipple update, but let's be real. We know what's happening yeah. here. Um, yeah, I just watched uh, – what episode? I just watched the Blind Bandit episode where the wonderful Toph is introduced. And I guess I, I have never been more attracted to Katara than when she absolutely owns those two jackass earthbenders. Oh, yeah. She's really powerful. That's a good episode. Yeah, Toph is a good character. Huge fan. I remember yeah. being a big fan during the original watch and then watching it this time. I'm like, yeah, this is the person I want to hang out with. This is the ideal wing person. And I also definitely stand by my feeling that you would be an earthbender based on that I think you and Toph have a number of similarities as human beings. Yeah. Oh, my God. So talking about me being similar to Toph, who's – for everyone who hasn't watched this children's cartoon, um, is a 12-year-old blind earthbender who I think becomes, like, the strongest earthbender in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a text a few days ago from a family friend. Actually, he was my mom's boyfriend in, in high school, but, you know, don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> asked me if I <laughs> – if I watch Killing Eve, which is a wonderful show, and I've seen one season, but I just haven't seen season two because oh, I couldn't stream it so in Greece. Good. And I I will watch it. Um, it's on my next show. But in season two, there is this like fifteen year old devilish girl, who I don't really know what she does, but my sister described her as this like very strong, fierce, like devil and killer. And my mom's friend said, quote, she's a total Alexa, (laughs) (laughs) which is like I took that as high praise. Also a tiny bit like terrifying. But Toph is scary. Like she really is fierce and she doesn't back down. To, To bring it back to cartoon nipples, I will say there were fewer nipples in the stretch of season two that I've been watching so far. Aang keeps his shirt on more often. I don't know if that's because now that they're in the Earth Kingdom and they're not just swimming a lot. You don't want to see prepubescent 12-year-old airbender nipples? I'm not saying anything about my feelings about it, just noting that there were fewer nipples. Um, Though Sokka did take his shirt off quite a bit because Sokka's going through some stuff, I think, at this point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He is... He's always having a crisis. The nipples, though, on the show, they're, you know, they don't accurately portray, you know, the two-toned nipple. It's no. just like a dot. Yeah. For all of the incredible detail in the animation that goes on in this show, the nipples are lacking. So. Well, could you imagine if in a kid's show they had, like, extremely detailed nipples? I think that would be also incredibly upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Well, I will say I intend to, um, unrelated to Avatar, but on the topic of animation, I got access to HBO Max through a friend, oh, and they that's have very the. Kind of yes, I'm very excited, and they have the entire Studio Ghibli run of movies. So I'm going to revisit Spirited Away and watch the rest of the ones that I haven't seen, and on the potential that there are some animated nipples there, we can compare. Some animation Spirited styles. Away fucked me up. Oh, I love it. No, I, I mean, I loved it, but every time I go into a spa still, I'm like, hmm, is, <laughs> you know, is this going to turn chaotic? And it's it was such like a formative movie of my childhood, um, but really disturbing. I I like the Kiki's Delivery Service. I still haven't seen that one. That's like it. <gasps> I, I have. It's going to happen. This next week is just going to be a lot of me watching Studio Ghibli and completing my completing Education. the things that I've missed because there are quite a few of the big ones I've missed. Like I've seen My Neighbor Toto. I've seen Howl's Moving Castle. I've seen Spirited Away. But beyond that, like I've missed Princess Mononoke. I've missed Kiki's. Oh, that was good. So I'm excited. It's going to be a good ride and it'll be a nice uh, – 
complement to my avatar time. Yeah. Enjoy. You have one season left, so take it slow. I will. I'm going to get ready it. for Prince Zuko to have a real character shift. He gets even sexier. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, with that, we bring a close yeah, to our avatar nipple update. So this week's episode uh, is something I've been looking forward to for a really long time because this was the moment in time where my friendship with Devin was really solidified. Yeah, we we have teased this story for a while now whenever we talk about Glasgow. But this was the moment that, you know, I think we were really close already, but this was the moment that we went from really close to like, fuck, I'm stuck with you forever is maybe how I would... (laughs) Like when you... I'm just going to give the background. I was studying abroad in Glasgow, which I know my friends are probably annoyed because I always talk about it. Um, (laughs) Still. uh, But I was studying abroad there. I was uh, living with wonderful people and I was just having the time of my life. It was so much fun. And Devin was studying in Oxford um, and receiving academic owners all the time <laughs> because he thought he was so cool that he was at Oxford. Um, and in early May, Devin came up to visit Glasgow. Let, and let me know, I took a 12-hour bus because I love he, you. He took a 12-hour bus, and when he got to my apartment, he hung up all of his button-down shirts <laughs> in my tiny room. I did laundry and then hung it up. That's everywhere. I had a little room. It was just absurd. But anyway, Devin was very kind. He took this bus, made a huge schlep to come to Glasgow. And that weekend happened to be the weekend of my two friends who uh, were in the same comedy group at the university as I was. And they were going on a traditional Glaswegian sub crawl. Now, in Glasgow, the subway is like a rickety tram, and it is in the shape of a circle, um, which is so funny. Like, it's just the cutest little thing. You, you can't get lost. It It's wild. So the, the sub crawl is you buy an all-day pass, and you get off at each stop. You go to a pub. You drink. You get back on the subway, and then... In theory, you complete the circle. Mm-hmm. So I explained this concept to Devin. Which I was very and... excited about because I had been doing pub crawls in Oxford, but it wasn't anything as interesting as a circle. It was just kind of stumbling around until you found one that there was enough room in. So the idea of doing something where, I don't know, I like order, I like structure, and a, <laughs> a pub crawl that was structured around a subway it was just fascinating. And we're also with my friends who were, you know, local. So we just followed them. They knew where they were going there. I think there were two or three neighborhoods. We, we didn't stop in because they were too dodgy and it was fine. So we just arrived at a pub at like 11 a.m. on. Was it that early? Wow. It was that early. I remember because the only thing I remember from the day was not eating anything. Yes. I remember very clearly having a conversation before we left the apartment where I was snacking on some crackers or something. And you were making fun of me because we were just you were just like, oh, we'll just get a snack there. And then you got fucked by not eating. And I did not do much better because crackers is not a lot. But... Well, I thought it was advertised as a like the first place we were going was supposed to be brunch. So I thought we were going to eat there. But my friends, who I love dearly, are crazy late. I, you know, they give the Greeks a run for their money with it being late. And we just didn't end up eating brunch. And it was a big mistake. And usually I always have a granola bar with me. I probably did have a granola bar with me. Um, And I am not one to like skip a meal, but I guess it was just an off day. And man, oh man. Yes. Was that a mistake? So that kind of like (laughs) set the tone, not eating for all day drinking fest. Yeah. And I I will, you know, to add to the background, I was supposed to be in Glasgow at a slightly different time, but before 
heading to Glasgow, I was in London and successfully slashed myself open making dinner with a friend. Oh, my God. And with a knife. With a knife. Had to go to the ER in London. So my whole arrival oh to Glasgow God. was pushed back a few days. And, you know, so thankfully I had, I think I had a day to prepare for this. But I... Oh, yeah, because I was, I had a tentative date the night you came and you told me to go and and I wouldn't. Yes. Maybe I should have. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, I should have. Um, but no, it was good catching up. And I do remember um, you did criticize me for not making you homemade pasta sauce that I used to charred <laughs> sauce. And I was like, <laughs> classic Devin. Anyway, Devin and I are going to try and recount the timeline, like 10 hours. This will not be a 10-hour podcast. Um the kind of recounted time span from like 11 a.m. from when we started to 10.30 a.m. the next day when Devin walked home. <laughs> Spoiler. And I, I think an, an important background on this is what our plan was for this sub crawl going in. Because we had a, I don't want to say nefarious, but we had an agenda to make a oh, certain individual as miserable as possible. If yeah. Would you like to recount for our listeners what that idea was? Yeah, so let's just, let me just say I was 20 years old and when you're 20, <laughs> you could do things and say, I was 20 years old. So again, as all of my friends know, when I arrived there, I joined this comedy group, which was wonderful and I made really wonderful friends. And there was a guy who really like wasn't my type but i think i was just very entranced by the strong glaswegian accent and he mm. was charming when he was drinking um i didn't realize that like everyone there was an alcoholic just kidding they're lovely but i, I don't really know what i was getting into i was just kind of like yeah i'll go with the flow whatever so we went out on a few dates um and then i realized it was like bullshit but he had dated like a girl before the group and at the same time i didn't know this was dating someone else at the same you know yeah he was just an asshole and he actually ended up getting kicked out of the group um and got blacklisted so it was <laughs> totally deserved but i just i had told Devin about him and i was super unfriendly to him because he didn't deserve my friendliness so I just thought it would be fun to kind of play some reindeer games on this sub crawl. Yeah, and it wasn't like a jealousy thing. I just thought it was going to be funny. Yes. Um, because he was really just kind of like hateful. So. Um, and I love being a dick <laughs> to people. <laughs> yeah, actually, Devin was going to be more of the dick. I was like more of the pawn in Devin's game because I think you said to me, oh, we got to like get back at him in some in some capacity. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, everything is slowly coming back to me. So, okay, 11 a.m. This is funny. So, Devin actually, like, you unfoiled all this drama in the group. I did. I did. I, but that was later. I didn't even mean to. We will get to all of it, but my God, I, oh my God, the unfoil. I just wanted to be an asshole to this guy who was a jackass to you because, you know, I have my protective instincts. And he was a jackass. Yeah. And I don't know. And he, to, to quote really was. the great Hannah Gadsby, just sounded like a dick biscuit. While I was in Glasgow, I discovered that the mocha, you know, the coffee chocolate mm -hmm. drink, is kind of like a cure-all for everything. And it was born out of him telling me he wanted to talk to me in the park. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to you know end things, whatever. My friends were like, you're crazy. You're jumping to conclusions. I was like, no, I'm not. I was right. And I had this big presentation about fairies and Scottish culture the next day for this really hard class I was taking. And I had no idea what was going on the whole time. And I cried during the final. But I got an A. Not the point. So he, you know, ended things with me. And I was really upset. And I didn't want to give him the benefit of the doubt of, like, me being upset. So I walked away. A few tears just came down my face. Because I was just annoyed. And I went to my boyfriend, Johnny, at the cafe that we went to. 
the day after the sub crawl in which I yes. could not even look at food. Um, <laughs> and I got myself a mocha and I felt immediately better. I was like, who? What boy? Um, and the recovery mocha was born. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really great drink. And if you're having a bad day or going through a harrowing time, I urge you to drink a mocha. And you will feel better. All right. So Let's get back to our timeline. It's, it's Sorry, 11, like a, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> it's 11 a.m. 11 a.m. And we arrive. I don't remember the name of this place. I tried. So oh, we're in downtown Glasgow. Yeah. And the city centre. And we walk in and I'll admit, right, I was I was a little apprehensive because the idea of going on a sub crawl with a bunch of Scottish stand up comedians made me feel very self conscious about how entertaining I would possibly be. And oh, that's just You were wrong. <laughs> but at the time, you know, I was just like, Oh, I'm not this funny. But we walk in and it was an inc oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> It, it wasn't. It was too easy. You, you gave that to me on a silver platter. I know I did, but we walk in and it's a it's really crowded. I remember being really crowded. Oh and yeah. We were looking for a place to go, and so we ended up in this back corner. And so the whole time, you know, people are arriving, and I'm scoping out like you got to tell me when this guy gets here so I can be yeah. on the top of my game. And then it's becoming clear that like oh he's going to meet us later on at a different pub. So I just kind of yeah. I took off, I took off the blinders. I was just like okay. Yeah. I'll be a person. And immediately, all of my friends were like, who's this devilishly handsome American who you have? And all of my friends were so interested in Devin. They were all in love with him. My best friend, Faith, also known as British Faith. Hi, I hope you're listening. Um, You know, was like, who is he? My friend Ewan was like, who is he? And everyone was so enthralled by Devin I was so immediately annoyed I think like, is this a joke Devin is my foil and now he's the star of the show which I was of um, course because I have a level of um obliviousness did not fully pick up on I was more focused on how awkward I felt I was being which is just oh my god no far uh, you started speaking French to you in I and did. oh my god I was yeah, so Devin slowly became the unofficial birthday boy of the group because he was getting more attention than my friend, who it was her birthday. Um, I'm sorry, Mags. And <laughs> poor Mags, it's okay. I don't think she remembers anything. I don't. I don't think anyone remembers anything. Um, and and then someone from the group walks in, and the girl who walks in is a lovely girl. Who is also the ex girlfriend of our uh, Scottish antagonist? Which I will note now, I did not remember <laughs> at the beginning well, of Devin this night. I didn't know. Well, she, to be fair, she was not very involved in the group because of all this drama. The comedy group was lovely and the people there were lovely, but there was enough drama for like a lifetime TV movie or series. It was just <laughs> drama after drama. So this girl and I, um, I always liked her, but I just didn't know her that well. She was also a medical student, so she was really busy. Um, so this girl walks in and I see Devin's face. <laughs> and I say, oh shit. Because I knew in that moment, Devin was no longer my foil, but actively on the prowl. Oh. Yeah. And that's when that's when the whole like energy of the sub crawl shifted from like fun birthday to I'm gonna have to watch Devin seduce this young woman for ten and a half hours. I think that's why I got like pretty much blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean I were she came in with her friend, I I don't remember. Her hair was pink. Her hair was pink. It was blonde, a little pink, and um, we just started chatting. And I definitely was immediately like, "Oh, this this person is cute. I am interested." I will say, in my light defense, at that point, while I have apparently have no poker face, and it was obvious what I was thinking, I was not actively in the 
this is my goal for the night mode. No, that took another two bars. It did. But we were just chatting. And she, I mean, to go back to your point about the accent, she just has a lovely accent. Yeah, she did. And does. (laughs) Present tense. (laughs) So I think the combination just if we started talking about music and there were some interesting books. There was a bookshelf in the back of the bar. And of course, because I am a nerd and was nervous about talking to people, was like, oh, look, there are books. I'll ask about the books. And just so happened that there were some books that she had also been interested in. So that was a, a godsend. But I remember kind of at that point just kind of going back to you and trying to like check out what the flow of the group was. I remember chatting with Ewan for a while there. I really liked him. We love Ewan. And My parents love Ewan. Great guy. So He's the best. So I think Ewan like, brought bagpipes to my family's Thanksgiving two years ago when he was studying in Canada. And my obviously my dad can't pronounce his name. He calls him Ewing. <laughs> but um, how is your friend Ewing? Ewan is a huge hit in the Nicolaus. We love Ewan. He's he was great. there that day. He was. So the first bar was a very much a scene setting. If we're thinking of this yeah. as a a story in its own right. Oh, we are, yeah. As it is. It was It was the moment where you get all the characters established except our jackass, who in some ways I guess is kind of like Jaws, right? If we're thinking about the shark, he wasn't there. Yeah. We were waiting for him. Yeah, he is like very much the villain, and he was the villain for everyone. No one liked him, so we were all like unified in this. So if can we just map out our players quickly? Yes. So it was... Mags, Margaret, it was Margaret's birthday, and her twin brother, Jack. There was me, the American. There was Devin. The ingenue. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was Faith, who uh, is one of my best friends. Um, there was Ewan. There was Robert. These are all people in the comedy group. And then a bunch of other people from Mags and Jack's life, um, and we were all kind of this big hodgepodge of people. Um, I think there were about 15 of us at the start. So I'm going to say this is about 1 p.m. And we are in an area of Glasgow called Govan. Um, and it's where a few of my friends grew up. And they took us to this pub that was actually quite beautiful. Um, very traditional. I think there was stained glass. The bathrooms weren't super clean. I know this because I went to every bathroom. <laughs> I had to pee the whole time. I didn't realize how much drinking beer would like affect me. I mean, I always have to pee, but this was like new level. Yeah. Um, I will jumping in on, on the pub. I, I remember being my favorite pub of the night, just in terms of its look in that kind of classic sense. And I remember the lighting being this really kind of low orangey. It had like a glow in it that felt very fireside in a way. And I just, it really, it was really lovely. It was really beautiful. And at this point, I saw that my partner in crime ditched me entirely um, to pursue Ingrid. So I pulled him outside, as any good teacher does with a student who they were just <laughs> so frustrated and just hit the freaking wall with. And I said to Devin, a line that I actually forgot. What did I say? I don't remember what I said to you. You said, so, do you fancy Ingrid, was the first line. That's so funny. It was your opening salvo. That is so not in my lexicon. It's not. I think you were already feeling a little buzzed. Yeah, oh, I definitely was. And you were trying to be... I don't know what you were trying to do, but it it happened. And I admit I had not thought I was being that obvious because, again, oh obliviousness is key in my personality. But I, I believe my response was, yes, yes, I do. And then... Yeah, and I... I wasn't surprised, but I was annoyed because you were supposed to be on my team and you ditched me, um, but it's okay. In my defense, I've, our enemy had not arrived yet. 
we were just plotting the whole time. Um, so after like this was established between me and Devin, I kind of let Devin do his own thing because I'm a good wing woman and I wanted him to have fun. Um, so we left Govan and we did kept, he question he did he, he arrive up in Govan. Yes. So he arrived. He, we have to note that when he arrived, it was just like there was a tone shift in the way that everyone was acting. And I remember he walked in and you turned and looked at me and it was this like, this is the guy. Yeah. And you said something like, oh, he's really not good looking. <laughs> Yes. He said something. So he really wasn't that good looking. It's just like so funny. So, yeah. So he showed up there. Um, and I know that because he made a comment about like how stupid American spelling is, which I was like, really? Like, that's what you're going to talk to me about right now? I don't even want to talk to you. And I think I told him, like, I don't really want to talk to you. So I kind of ignored him. Our plan really changed quickly. So I was ignoring this guy. You were with Ingrid. But I'm going to introduce a new player. A, ver- a friend of mine who was dating this guy at the time. So at this point in time, our villain was dating a lovely young woman. Um, but their relationship was kind of secret. Everyone knew they were dating or hooking up, whatever. But... At this point, they were not officially in public, like official in public. They weren't officially official. So there was a lot of, yeah, I I didn't really know how to phrase that. There were a lot of like undercurrents going on. There was a lot of drama brewing at this time. So we leave Govan and we got back on the subway and we just keep bopping around this point i really don't remember anything like i think they're four hours yes i don't remember a single thing oh i do want to also mention that my friend amber was with us um amber was my roommate also american um and she was brave enough to come along for the ride so i was with amber and faith um while devin was on the prowl (laughs) and it was lovely to have two friends (laughs) because i was abandoned well i can't defend myself there but i will say it's probably best for you in those four hours that you don't remember because i think that was when i was the most obnoxiously flirting with her and trying to figure out if this was actually going to be a thing that would take over the rest of my day and we went to, I remember we went to, the next pub we went to was in, it had this very retro style to it. And I, of course, was then in my moment because it was a very American feeling pub. We went to a kind of crappy pub, if I remember, again, correctly. I don't remember anything. I know so you don't. Th- this is like totally on you. So we're walking to this pub and it is... On the walk there, Ingrid and I were talking. And then we get to this pub, and it's kind of double segmented. There's the entryway where you're in there, and then there's a back room with some tables and a couple booths. And so this is the moment when I'm like, okay, we've had the multiple hours of flirting. I'm going to make some sort of move. So I asked if I could buy her a drink. Yeah, and you guys sat away from everyone else. Yes. So at this point... We walked to the next pub because I think we got off a stop and then decided we would walk to one and then get back on the subway. And it's around, I think, 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. So we've been going for a while, but we still have a lot of the night ahead of us. But Ingrid and I are talking as we're walking to this pub and then we get there. And I decide that as we're all waiting at the bar to get a drink that this is my time to make a move after hours of flirting. Um, Yes. And the the key for me is that we were standing, we were waiting, and there was this random, like, bulkhead trap door that was on the floor in the pub. I don't know if you have any memory of this. Probably not, because you were blacked out at no, this point. No, no, I remember, I remember this bar and on. It was, like, the middle of the okay. day. I have no recollection of. <laughs> but this part, I do remember. We're impending on Act 3. Wow. The shitstorm. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. You know, the hours in the middle, there's not a lot of very interesting stuff. But once we get here, there's this trap door and we're talking 
and I can't remember. I think Ewan was talking with us also. The three of us were spinning some theory about what was happening in the trapdoor underneath. And I honestly don't remember what it was except that I just thought that she was so funny and charming talking about it. And so building up that confidence, I went, well, can I buy you a drink? And I did. And I remember it was the first time I'd ever had a Foster's because she wanted a Foster's. And I was like, well, I'll just get two of them. Um, and then we go into this back room where there are the tables and the booths. And everyone has assembled in a corner. And in my defense, there were not enough seats for everyone for what happened next. Yeah, so this, so this bar that we went to, every week we would have stand-up shows. And it was at this bar. They had a back oh, room. Oh, I didn't know that. Stage. Yeah, so see the things you learn three and a half years later. Um, <laughs> so we, we would hang out at that bar a lot anyway. Um, it was pretty spacious. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but we we're all like very comfortable there. So at this point, I do remember because there was a chip shop, which is where they sell you know everything fried across the street. And I said to Amber, this was, I guess, 6 p.m., if I don't eat something, I think I'm going to die. Now, the chip run was a li- was the next pub. No, you're, it was that pub. You definitely mixed them because no, we were – Devin. It was definitely that pub because no, cause the pub this, were... is where, this is where you and Ingrid sat away from everyone else. And that's the pub where, like, the shit went down. The pub we went to later was in um, the little alleyway with all the lights I had yeah, my french no, fries before then. You did have your french fries before that, but there was the pub we had in the back where I asked her for the drink then. But the other one was where it was a much bigger pub. And then we went out for the chips around the corner because then Ingrid and I walked to the next pub when all of you got on the subway. But there were those were two different pubs. Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah. I wasn't as drunk as you, which is, <laughs> was a tactical really choice. So I didn't. Even, I did. It was okay. Fine. Okay, you were right. <laughs> Putting a pause the, on the chips. Because the t- only thing I remember, like Govan, and then I remember eating chips. I don't. Re- oh, just the freaking landline again. I don't remember anything in between. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten that straightened up, in this first pub, which may or may not be the place where you actually did stand up, because time and place is irrelevant right now. Ingrid and I were over in a corner at a booth because there was not enough seating for everyone where people were sitting. So I was like, well, you want to sit over here? And then we were there for a long time. We had a really lovely conversation. And this is where I learned that she was studying psychology and medicine and being, as we know on this podcast, the child of therapists. Psychology is my catnip. When it comes to people, I'm very drawn Mm -hmm. to that. And so that was like another thing. I was like, ah. Yes. Um, And we were talking, we just had a really wonderful conversation. And and then we moved on. And so I had no idea what was happening with anyone else at this point, which I own. At this point in time, I really am, even if I'm wrong, this is, you know, my perspective. I remember saying to Amber, 6 p.m., sometime, if I don't eat something, I'm going to die. And I really believed that. And at this point, we were definitely back. Oh, I remember the pub you were talking about. Yeah. And because after oh the God, pub. It just came back to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's fast forward. We're at the second pub. Yeah. So okay, the booth pub has happened. And then we've moved on to this next pub. So now we're in this big pub that we would have stand-up shows in once a week or once a month. I don't remember. Um it might have been weekly. So we would hang out there all the time. And they, the I think the bartender knew some of the people there. Um, and there was a chip shop across the street. And Amber and I went to go get fries because I was dying. And I do remember the two of us standing outside. And we were just eating uh, these very hot french fries. And these four guys stopped us. They were Glaswegian. And they're like, oh, God, American girls are so fucking hot. Your accents are so hot. And they were all really good looking. And I'm like, where have you guys been? I've been here. <laughs> like, hello. And they took hey. some of my fries, which I was annoyed because, hey, I really needed those. But so that was funny. And we 
God, the, I can't remember the name of this pub. It's driving me nuts. So we go back into this pub. And at this point, Devin and Ingrid are again sitting at a booth very separate from everyone else. See, I remember and this. the rest of the group. I remember this differently. No, you guys were sitting far away. You guys were sitting far away. Everyone was sitting here. And this is when, like, the climax of the evening hits is that I think you started to kiss her. No, 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 because there was a very specific sequence of events that this unraveled with, which was. Oh, the truth or dare. Yes. So what happens before this is. When did that happen? So this is what happens. We're in the pub. We're in this big pub. And I'm worried because I'm not talking to her as much. And Faith says something to me about like, oh, have you given up on Ingrid? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I was too forward. I don't know what's happening. So I'm freaking out. So we're not sitting apart at this point. I think you're mixing the two of them together because we weren't sitting apart because I was having an internal existential freak out about what okay. I was doing. And then you've gone out to get the chips and everyone's like, okay, we'll go out and get the chips. And you, I think after that point where you eat them, you come back and then other people are like, oh, we're hungry too. And so we go back out. And then there are people inside getting chips, and we're standing in a circle outside of the chip shop. Okay. And the game that starts happening is it's this. I remember this really weird game where it's just you would count to eleven, and when it landed on you, if you were the eleventh person, you would have to do a dare. Yes. And so, this starts, where of course now I'm oh, panicked. I yes. See now it's com- it's I coming remember. back to you. <laughs> The wing woman comes in yes. strong. Yes, she does oh, because I'm the best. You are, and so I'm standing next to Ingrid That's and Alexis. Yeah, I it is. I admit. And then you're on the other side of Ingrid, and first the number lands on you, and somebody says, "Alexa, kiss Ingrid." So, oh, get, oh my god, wait, I did. Yes, totally you did. Forgot. That started. See, this is why I'm here, and then it's going oh my, around. My Devin, I totally forgot that that. <laughs> happened i did kiss oh my god that's so funny and then it landed on devin and i said to devin as kind of payback devin kiss ingrid and obviously when i kissed ingrid it was like a very quick it was like a very quick peck devin (laughs) goes in mouth open and it was disgusting it was like a real kiss and that was game over. That was when the night totally shifted. Yes. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and because and then in the response to this, um, we were going to get on the sub subway again and then Ingrid turns to me and says, I know the next place we're going to, it's close. Do you just want to walk to it? Yes. Okay. And the next place we end up But there's is this there's there's an important detail place. to this story. While we were walking. Are you revealing a detail to me that I don't know? I think so. Oh, my God. So you get on the subway, and I'm assuming that you were all just drunk and eating chips and then talking. But Ingrid and I are walking, and we're talking, and, you know, we got the hand-holding action. It's very romantic. It's feeling lovely. And then we're at a crosswalk. And I, you know, now feeling emboldened and a little drunk. I turned to her, and in the moment, this felt very smooth. I don't know how smooth it feels now, but I said, I would love to kiss you without someone having to dare me to do it. Oh, you did tell me this. I think I gagged. <laughs> and then there was just a, a corner little makeout until it was time to cross. And then we crossed, and we got to the next pub where there was music and couches. I remember couches. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So this was... The pub. This was the stand-up pub that we went to all the time. <laughs> Finally. Are we, are we sure and this is the stand-up pub? We're sure because <laughs> it had the red couches. Yes. It had the red couches, and um, I was so relieved because I knew the bathroom was cleaner there. It was called, like, <laughs> it's something with, it was, like, the record, the, the record something. At this point in time, what is 8 o'clock? It was probably about 9.30 or so because it was... It was starting to get dark. We were going 
into the pub. And then we were there for a while because I think this was our second to last pub. It was. Yeah. We were back in the West End at this point and we had gone to this pub so much and we all liked it there. Um, and the drinks were affordable. So we stayed there for a really long time. And this is where also Act 3 begins. The shitstorm. For real. This is when it actually begins. Because Alexa so, has fully remembered. So at this point, I am awake. I, The chips <laughs> and the comment about my sexy American accent gave me the moral, emotional, physical boost I needed. And... I remember at this point, everyone but Devin and, Devin and Ingrid at this point are sitting away from everyone again. Yes, everyone we were. Else, yes, we were sitting. Yes, and you were kissing at this point. Well, we because, got up. We got yes. up and moved to stand by the music, which was in front of the couches and far and you away guys from were you all. And I had to watch you dance and kiss her. Yes, and I do remember that. So, yep. <laughs> so at this point, our villain, who has really played a backseat in this story sees that his ex-girlfriend who he was you know still kind of like gaslighting um sees devon my friend my foil dancing and kissing his ex-girlfriend at that point in time and he sees that he announces to all of us that he and this other young woman who he had been seeing we're officially dating. And he kind of had this like total blow up when he saw Devin and Ingrid kissing. And Which I was, was completely ignorant to. So, yeah, this was like the beginning of the end. So I thought Devin was going to be my foil. Turns out he was the foil for like the destruction of this comedy group. And I don't think it's been the same. Like it really oh, like God. things kind of got destroyed. So. He has this blow up. All of us are sitting there like, yeah, we know that you guys have been hooking up, whatever. But then I realized, so this was May 6th. I was leaving May 18th, May 20th. And I realized I had like a week and a half left with my friends. And we were at this bar that we were at all the time. And I just started to sob. I was so sad about leaving. I couldn't imagine leaving. And I was just crying like a crazy person. I don't think I bar. ever knew no. that. Oh, I, I was hysterical. How did I Poor miss that? Because oh my you were busy God. kissing Ingrid. I was like, I had like snot. I was like, how could I be leaving? Uh, whatever. So I have this whole breakdown. And I continue to cry as we walk to the last pub of the evening, which was in... This very cute alleyway. I called it Diagon Alley, but it was all of these pubs with these um, hanging lights. What was it called? I have uh, no memory of the name of the pub, but I remember the hanging lights. No, no, lights. not the pub, but the hanging lights. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was, Shit. It was beautiful, though. It was super beautiful. And we went to, I think it was an Irish pub. It was. Um, it was. As which was funny as our last stop of yes. the evening and this i for me this is you know and i know you'll roll your eyes and gag this is like for me the rom-com moment of the night where it's like the pub is packed oh my god you, can't, you couldn't even walk we couldn't walk and we get in and we immediately everyone is like kind of separated from each other and naturally at this point ingrid and i are just arm in arm and Ingrid looks at me and says I owe you a drink yeah you guys are like you guys are without qualms being disgusting yes and so we make it to the bar she buys a drink and then the DJ starts playing Tom Petty and I have a very clear memory of dancing and singing Free Fallen with her and just being completely enraptured by the moment. I think I saw you guys like dancing and I left. I, I th it was really it was quite a thing to see. I just like generally find watching people try and seduce other people pretty disgusting. Um, I don't really want to see it. Um, and just watching Devin do it. 
all day was so gross. So at this point, it's really bothered me. I can't remember the name of this little beautiful alleyway. So Devin and Ingrid are making out. And it was a warm day. And we were all sitting outside. Yeah, we got outside after the dancing. And then we, then we moved outside. Um, and it was pitch black it, at this point. Yeah, you couldn't see anything. It was packed. And I think we were there for about an hour. And at like midnight, I said to Amber and to you, I got to go. Like at this point, some people had been going home and I just like couldn't really stand up. Mm-hmm. So you gave me a look. And I think we had another one to one conversation. Yeah, we had a one to one because what happened was. We you get up and Amber get up to go, and that kind of motivates a group of people to say, "Okay, maybe this is the end." And then we're out back on the alleyway, and I'm like walking. I think I said to Amber, "Like I'm going to check in with Alexa," and then you look at me, and you go, "I'm going to bed," and then you give me your key. Yeah, and I said, "Do you want my key?" And you looked at me, and I. I gave you my key really without saying anything. Yes. And I walked home with Amber and my friend Paul, who's lovely, um, who lived across the street. And the landline, once again, making back for its valiant return. So I gave Devin my key. Um, I actually still have my little keychain. I haven't lost it yet, which is really the, the silver lining of this whole story. Mm-hmm. And I walk home with... Amber, who had her keys, was able to get back inside my apartment, and I collapsed. But I did get a text from a guy who I had gone on a date with, which was funny. And he said, are you – were you at this Irish pub that everyone was at? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I saw you. And, you know, at the time, I I said, you know, like, why didn't you say anything? Looking back, thank God. (laughs) I didn't say anything because I – I mean – we had gone on this really good date and, you know, I at that point looked like a total mess. I mean, I could barely speak. I think my eye wine or whatever <laughs> mascara was like halfway down my face from crying and I was hungry and I was just whatever. So thank God. But I go home and I just pass out. And then the next morning at 1030, I wake up to Devin walking in saying, good morning, sunshine. And let me tell you, I did not look like a ray of sunshine (laughs) that morning. I did not feel like a ray of sunshine that morning. And Devin walks in with a real hop to his step. And I knew that the unthinkable had been done. (laughs) Act four, the finale. Yeah. And it it was just... I mean, it was funny because I, I took your key and then I walked back over to Ingrid. And I was in this moment like, I don't know what the next move is. And then she just looks at me. She's like, do you want to come home with me? And I was like, yes, I would. Um, and then we walked back to her place. But we stopped for chips on the way. And that was this lovely mozzarella like. Mozzarella sticks, I think. What? You got mozzarella sticks. Oh, yes, we got mozzarella sticks. Wow, how do you remember the mozzarella sticks? I forgot because it was, it was in your poem. Because oh, oh Devin god. wrote a two-page poem about oh, it. Oh god. Anyway, um, it was mozzarella sticks, <laughs> and then we we got back, and it was just a really lovely night. And she's in an incredibly comfortable bed. I would just like to shout out. I had a great night's you sleep. Didn't, you didn't like the air mattress I put you on. I mean, the air mattress was also great, but it was a big bed, and I was like, wow, I have so much room. And that was exciting. Um, and then, and I will say, the next morning, I remember I, I got up. She had to go take an exam or study for an exam. And it was just this moment of, like, getting ready. And then I remember kissing her on the cheek as I was leaving and then always thinking as I was walking out, like, why didn't I just properly kiss her? You and didn't that, kiss her and that for has real? Been, that, that has been, like, <gasps> a... I didn't know that. That has been on. I just like, I panicked. Devin. I fully panicked. And was like, this was wonderful. And I don't know what to, 
I mean, like I kissed her that morning, but the, it was on the cheek as I left. No. It was just this. A goodbye kiss is always. I know. I think I was. I think I had this whole. I don't know. You think too much. You I do. do it. I think far too much. And then I left and I stopped for a recovery mocha at a different place. And you didn't get me on one. And I didn't get you one. And I was like going to kill you. I know. And I. it was a terrible look for me. And then I, but it was a gorgeous walk. It was a beautiful day. And then I walked in and I called you sunshine and you called me a little slut. Was was the exchange. (laughs) (laughs) And then I lounged on my air mattress amongst my hanging shirts. And and we recounted the night. And got ready (laughs) for breakfast, brunch, I don't even know. And we went out to my favorite little cafe, which had great French toast. And I was in love with the barista, Johnny, who, can I just say, remembered me when I went back the next year. And he looked at me and he's like, you're the American. I was like, yes, I am. I'm also still single, Johnny. <laughs> um, and we had breakfast and I could like barely eat. It was just a disaster. But you told me all the details. You did not spare a thing, which I really definitely contributed to my nausea um but i have to say so like in looking back at what these actions the consequences of these actions devin hooking up with someone in the group really just there was going to be a shitstorm. this was an inevitable with the amount of drama that we had had but what devin did just unleashed it and it was like when the Fire Nation attacked, like nothing <laughs> was the same afterwards. And to be fair, it was really funny. And I loved that my friend was ultimately like the foil for the downfall of the comedy group. I mean, the comedy group still exists, but I think things changed after it. Um, Which I and don't... The, villain, the villain no longer came anymore. And he was like totally ousted, and it was that night because he behaved so badly that he he got shunned. I don't think I ever fully realized how everything spiraled out from there after that. I remember you saying that you know he left and all of that, but I don't think I ever understood that I was an instigator for oh. the fall of the empire. Yeah, total. So, um. This really, like, I always loved Devin, and we had fun summers together. We had one summer, or did we have two at this point? We had one. We had one. So we had had one summer together, but after this evening, everything just kind of fell into place, and I knew that Devin was my forever friend because there were few people who could – survive like a, a an 11 hour drinking marathon and then then all of these dramatic events that happen i don't know it just i knew that you were good people even though my room was full of oh, your shirts, shirts and you were so annoying having to iron everything you're such a diva <laughs> and your fucking hair gel oh my god i mean i have a lot of hair product because i need it because i have an afro you i am a prima donna I fully own that. But yeah. apparently but it works. Was, it Listen, <laughs> it works. And I will say, you know, while it was not my intention to um, use my dashing good looks to wreak havoc, it would be fair to say that in the end, I successfully reindeer gamed our villain without meaning to. <laughs> you did. And I think that's why... None of it mattered that you ditched me um, because in the end, our goal was complete. Yes. You got him ousted from the group forever. I did. And no one really, no one talks to him anymore. Um, so you did it. And I, as we end this podcast, um, I want to read a little bit of Devin's poem, oh, God. which of course I have favorited on my phone so i have 
easy I, access. I would to like it. I before Alexa begins to read this, I would like to preface that I looked for this um, because I remembered writing it. I remember just you know wanting to think about it because I bef- before you get one last little tangent before. Because when we, del- when we all have sex, we all write delay the inevitable. poems about it. Well, it for me, this the whole thing was more. It was there was more going into it internally than just a hookup in a lot of ways. And I think that's why I panicked on the morning after because I'd come into abroad after a relationship that in the end ended very badly, and I felt played with in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so I was in this just kind of space of I don't even know how to feel about my romantic life and my sexuality. And then I also had mono before I went abroad, so I really didn't have any. It had just been a rough few months. And um, that whole night and in Glasgow and the whole trip of just being in Glasgow with you had felt so just centering. And I felt suddenly again like I was like, this is who I am. This is what I can do. And I attribute that a lot to just spending time with you and solidifying our friendship in so many ways. And then also... I hope you're not just saying this and then you're going to edit it out. So it's just for me. I hope that, you know, I want everyone to hear it. Will, it will make it into the podcast. Okay. This is me. I got to bear my soul every now and then. And yeah. and then the, the moment at the end where, you know, ending up with Ingrid and then I just felt like such a... From my perspective, nothing but joyful and just this, just it was fun and I had such a great time with her and there was no pressure. There was no preconception because in I was, I was going back to London to then fly out the next day or two days later. So it wasn't like there was anything riding on it, but it just felt so wonderful. And so you I th- needed it. You need it. It's like a pick me up. Yeah, but I think more than that, just because I don't want to, I don't want to think of her as just a pick me up, but just the whole trip and Ingrid as this moment of it all came together in these perfect ways to just feel very calm again, yeah. and and so that I think is what motivated me then too, because I'd been writing so much poetry at that point. I I wrote about thirty or forty poems. Okay, enough with the abroad. poetry preface. I'm just gonna read the poem. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the preface because Devin could talk about his poetry and feelings forever, but I can't listen. I'm not gonna read all of it. It's two pages. I'm gonna read the first, and I'm gonna read the first stanza and the last two stanzas. Okay. And I'm gonna imagine Devin's face and listeners. While I read this, I want you to um, close your eyes. And think about a time where uh, you were in the old world and you could be close to another person. <laughs> a variation on the theme of expectation. <laughs> Such a bad title. My lips were eager. My lips were eager to make any sound. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Gotta pretend like I'm on NPR. Everyone, I promise I'm a better poet than this. My lips were eager to make any sound which should keep yours moving. The swing of your voice, the charming thread between two worlds. You sang. You wished it would be more of one. I wondered why, thinking it was enchanting, aware of the tedious tenor of my own voice. I hoped just to stay near you, the newly blonde cascade of your hair. Almost purple, you said, because of shampoo. I didn't say it, but I thought even even if it had been purple, I still would not have been able to look away. Something told me to watch, to see that there was a story here for us. I'm going to read the whole thing. A trap door oh, and an imaginary underground rave gave me the moment I had been hoping for. You were that's, right about the, the trap was. door. Two pints in hand in a vacated booth. I did not miss the group. The mirror hung behind you, throwing me glances of how I watched and listened, no longer questioning. How funny to have kissed you on first on a dare. Thanks, Alexa. A childhood game, my lips eager once again. You guided me away and I kissed you, an audience of passing cars. I hardly noticed, just you and the Scottish sunset in my eyes. 
conceding the struggle to open to openness allowing all those eyes to see me and make their own opinions make your own opinion that doesn't flow the band was not my music but you swaying to the thrum of the guitar middle school me and glasgow me saw all we needed walking again as we left the band i didn't care i had no idea where we were headed content to follow you down calm ones for being led all right we're almost done everyone an irish pub lit up by string lights that seemed to fall straight from the clouds free fall in a telling soundtrack i had no parachute but dancing our way to the bar gag tangled into one another in the sweaty knot of people i knew i had a spot to land for a while the walk was cold crossing glasgow i hardly felt it though first your body then the mozzarella sticks see i knew it was mozzarella sticks not fries yeah, keeping good, me good. warm my hand in your back pocket that's kind of cute in the fluorescent light kissing you again yuck with a new taste of floating <laughs> on your tongue i burned my gums on the cheese a problem for the morning discovering you ew under the watchful eyes of the cat covered curtains another audience i had little care for spending the night and morning wrapped within and around you hard i hardly wanted to leave but my place was away and yours learning of neurological disorders and your stand-up routine there it's was a story a there for one. us yeah and so the words had been spoken back on the streets with my mocha not one for alexa not cold but alone glad that i had listened my ear lips finding yours under the scottish sunset and on that note everyone thank you for listening to our glasgow episode and for truly understanding the friendship that is between me and devin Come back next week for our actual interview and stay safe, and stay healthy. And maybe another two-page poem. <laughs> I will say it is a lot better than I remember it, just with some terrible lines thrown in. You know what? I respect that you took the time to sit down and write a two-page poem about getting laid. I think it's great. What is the history of and poetry, it, if not... It actually does summarize uh, the night very well. There are some very important details that actually helped me remember everything. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. Well, And thank you to our listeners for listening to this um, kind of insane episode. We apologize. <laughs> um, if you made it this far, well done. You should get one of those scratch and sniff stickers, um, which I'm sure like toxic and terrible for you. But... Thanks for tuning in to Love in the Time of Corona. If you've made it this far listening to this absolutely deranged episode, well done to you. And next week, uh, we will have one of Devin's friends on as our guest. Another very exciting episode. So come back and stay safe out there, everyone. (laughs) 